Hey Slate, welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you would choose to gather with us today, wherever you are and with whoever you are with. We get to praise God together today, uh, thank God, pray to Him, and also hear an incredible word from Pastor Brandon. So why don't you stand together with us now and worship God. Church, wherever you are, why don't you worship with us?
See you. 
church how powerful is it to know that we can trust our God with one voice we'll sing you are here Oh, you are here, yes, you meant it in. 
Awesome, what a great time of worship that was. Listen, we have some prayer requests that have come in over this past week that we wanna pray together for. Uh, the first one is this, we're praying for a miracle for health as someone is expecting twins shortly, one of them's not doing well. We're praying for someone's work family as their boss died suddenly this past week. We're praying that despite schooling modifications, someone would be able to complete their nursing placement hours. We're praying for someone's sister who's struggling with mental health, has really removed herself from their family. We're praying for someone's grandpa as he has recently found out that he has three lesions in his brain. We're praying that God would keep all of the frontline health professionals safe as they're working in our nation. We're praying for strength and wisdom and faith during this uneasy and challenging time. You know, church, we are praying across the board uh, for this whole situation with COVID-19 and everything that's going on there. So with these situations that I just read and, and keeping that in mind, why don't we pray together? God, we thank you that you are in our midst, Lord, that even though we aren't physically all together today, God, that you are still with us and you still hear us, Lord. And we just pray over these situations right now, Lord, the, the health of many individuals, um, the uncertainty of family dynamics that are going on, grief, all of these different things, Lord, we pray for. But we also bring to you, God, just this whole situation with COVID-19, God. On a, on a national, global scale, Lord, we pray that this would just, uh, that this would be removed, God, that this would be taken care of, Lord, that there would be wisdom in how uh, government is navigating this, God. We also pray, Lord, on an individual level for people who are dealing with financial concerns, people who are dealing with uh, now having their kids at home and disappointment and all of these different things, Lord. We just pray for peace and we pray for joy in this season and for health, God. We pray this in your name, amen. Well, listen, church, we're also praising God for some of the things that he is doing, some of the praise reports that came in over this past week. Someone's thankful that their company is continuing to pay their employees in the midst of this season. Someone's thankful that God provided them with a permanent position of their dream job. Someone's thankful that they were still able to connect with their connect group despite the social isolation. Someone's thankful that their mom was able to catch a flight home before the travel ban. Someone's thankful that they are no longer bound by fear of COVID-19. Someone's thankful for adaptable work environments. And someone is thankful for the happy and healthy delivery of a precious baby boy. We are so thankful for what God is doing uh, for across our entire church, even during this season. And I don't wanna to forget to mention that we have prayer mornings every Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. And listen, in this season, we are doing this online via Zoom. You can go to our website, slatechurch.com, follow us on social media, you'll get all of the details there. But why don't you consider joining us? And if you have a praise report or a prayer request of your own, why don't you submit that online as well at slatechurch.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank God with you and also pray with you. We're now gonna go into a giving talk and we are so excited to give generously as a church as we do every single week. So why don't we just prepare our hearts as we go into this time. Hey church, I'm excited to talk about giving right now, generosity. Although as I was preparing for this giving talk, I, I honestly did find it tough uh, to approach this topic of financial giving in a time like this. As you know, our world is facing a pandemic and it's actually wreaking havoc on uh, economies all across the world. And we see a lot of volatility within that. We see a lot of difficulty with people not working as much. And even in some extreme cases, we see people actually being laid off from their jobs in this season. 
and really it kind of feels like there's a bit of a, a general worry, a little bit of an anxiety when it comes to finances. And, and I really think that that is all the more reason for us to be talking about it as a church. We got to remember that as much as giving and uh, tithing is us giving to God, and it certainly is that, we got to remember that tithing is actually also a gift from God to us. And I know that that might sound a little bit strange to you, this idea that, like, wait, what are you talking about? Tithing is about us giving to God, not about Him giving to us. But I really do think that uh, tithing is a gift that God has given to us because it is through our tithe that we actually release control of our finances back to God and we actually put our trust in Him and we actually cast our anxieties and our worries on Him and it reminds us that He is in control. And so I just want to share a psalm with you, Psalm 56, verse 3. It's written by David, and it is so simple, but I think it applies so well to our situation today. David writes, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. What a simple psalm that is. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. You know, I think that one of the best ways that we can put our trust in God when we're afraid is actually through our tithe is actually through releasing control of our financial situation to God. And I really believe that as we do that, that our financial tithe really is an act of faith that stares in the face of fear and anxiety and worry, and it boldly declares, I shall not be overcome because I know that I am not in control, God is in control. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that in this season, I don't have to rely or fall back on my own control, but I can trust that God is in control, that He has got me, and I believe, church, that He has got you. Whatever your financial situation might look like right now, can I encourage you to continue to tithe, to continue to give back to God that first 10% of your income, because I truly believe it's it's going to remind you that he is in control, that he is good, and that he's got a plan for you even in this season. He has got you in his hand and he loves you. So hey, uh, there are many ways that we can give at Slate Church. They're going to be coming up on the screen. Um, uh, all kinds of different ways. We make it very easy. We want to encourage you. Our online giving is so simple. Text to tithe is so simple. Uh, I do it all the time and I want to encourage you. It's a great way to do it. You can also set up recurring giving, which is a great way to do it online as well. So I want to encourage you to do so. Um, you can also sign up online for direct deposit giving, uh, which is a really great way to be able to give online. So make sure you do that. Check out our website, follow the links below, uh, and let's really continue to contribute and let's continue to give financially even in this season. Amen. So, hey, why don't we pray over the giving today? Um, why don't you just, if you're giving on your phone, why don't you just hold your uh, phone in your hand in faith? If you're giving online, why don't you just like stretch out a hand to the computer? Uh, it doesn't have to be weird, but why don't you go ahead and do that? And let's just pray over this giving today. And let's believe that as we give, we're going to remember that God's that God is in control and we, we're going to believe that he's going to use this giving to impact many people in such a time as this. So let's pray over the giving. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you're good. We thank you that we can put our trust in you. And we thank you that a way that we can put our trust in you is through our tithe. Father, we just pray that you would bless this giving. We pray that you would use it to uh, just continue to further uh, impacting this world in your name. We love you and we praise you. And everybody said, amen.
We just have a few announcements for you uh, this week. As you know, obviously things are changing. Things are changing drastically almost on a daily basis right now in the season that we're in. And listen, Slay Church is really going digital across the board. Um, so we have a few exciting things that are coming up, things that are happening. Uh, we have our connect groups still meeting, but we're doing this virtually. So make sure that you are connecting with your connect group leader so that you know what is happening there. And if you want to join a connect group, maybe you're just joining us now. If you want to join a connect group, you can do that at slatechurch.com. We would love to connect with you uh, during this time. We also have uh, coming up some different midweek things that we will be leaning into. So make sure you are watching social media and checking out our website for everything going on with Slate Church on a weekly basis. You don't wanna miss what's happening. I just wanted to highlight one thing, and that is our forum podcast uh, with Pastor Luke and Pastor Brandon. Every single day they are putting out a podcast at 12 noon and it is absolutely fantastic. Why don't you tune in while you are eating your lunch, while you're getting the kids uh, you know, settled for the afternoon, while you're getting ready for bed at night. Why don't you tune in on a daily basis just to hear some wisdom, some encouragement and uh, to have a good time with that. So still lots happening with Slate Church. Keep leaning in, keep knowing what's going on because we wanna meet you exactly where you're at in this season. This is not a time for the church to retreat. This is a time for the church to advance. And we are excited for all that God has in store, even right now. Now listen, church, we're gonna go into our message today. We're so excited to hear what Pastor Brandon has to say. So why don't you lean in, prepare yourself, pull out your phone, pull out your notebook, and just get ready for this word from Pastor Brandon. Hey church, so good to see you. It's. Uh... Another great Sunday. I mean, we're digital, but it doesn't mean that we're any less a church during this season. It's an interesting season for our world. We don't know how long this is going to last, but as long as it, it lasts, we're going to continue to gather as a church in avenues like this, spaces like this, and uh, make sure that we have uh, a great time together and continue to be the church during the season. Our mission stays the same during this entire season. We exist as a church to see people far from God come into relationship with Him by building a large, influential, innovative, Christ-centered church that loves God and loves others. And so in this season, let's make sure we're continuing to engage with what's going on. It's, uh, it's uh, a lot of new stuff coming at us. If you haven't seen our social media this past week, not only do we have Sunday services, but we're doing some other cool stuff throughout the week. Uh, Pastor Luke and I have been going live on our Instagram page as a church. Um, we've also done prayer mornings over Zoom. In fact, Zoom is gonna become a little bit of a digital hub for us as a church for things like prayer and connect groups and that sort of thing. And so we just encourage you to stay tuned to our social media, go to our website, slatechurch.com, and just make sure that you're following along with everything that's going on so that we can continue to have uh, a great time together, all right? So while we're getting settled, uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, why don't you just send somebody a nice encouraging note, say, hey, I'm watching service, hope you're doing well. Um, you know, just like we would at the beginning of a service. We want to make sure that um, during this season, we don't become any less uh, uh, connected with one another as we continue. I'm going to jump right into scripture. I've got a short word for you here today, but I think it's going to encourage you. Some of you might remember back in May of 2019, I uh, actually spoke a, a message entitled Another in the Fire. And this was a message all about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and uh, their time in Babylon Babylonian captivity. Today is almost like part two of that message. 
And uh, I'm, I'm really believing that it's going to impact you in a, in a, a really um, amazing way uh, wherever you find yourself today. So if you have your Bibles with you, why don't you turn with me to Daniel chapter 6. And I just want to give you a bit of a rundown about what's happening in this passage. At this point in the story, uh, we're picking it up where... Um, where, where a guy named Daniel, some, pe- some people refer to him as a prophet. Uh, theologians uh, disagree whether or not this is a correct title. That doesn't really matter. But what we do know is that Daniel and his friends, the ones that I just mentioned, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they're all in captivity together. And in fact, they were taken, uh, they were some of the first people taken hostage out of Israel uh, to the land of Babylon. Uh, where they now serve uh, the king, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, King uh, uh, his son, I forget his name right now, it's okay, and King Darius. And so um, these three kings are kind of ruling during this time that Israel is in captivity. And a guy named Daniel actually finds himself a lot of favor in Babylon. In Babylon, uh, they're trying to organize their empire through 120 people. Over these 120 people, right under um, uh, under King Darius, uh, he has three people that these 120 people report into. Daniel happens to be one of these three people. Although he's a captive, although he's misplaced from his homeland, he's actually the one that the king has chosen uh, amongst two other people to actually lead the rulers of his country. Now, Daniel is actually the most highly favored amongst those people. So he is essentially number two in Babylon, and it's not even his country. He's been taken captive. He's been taken hostage into a new country. And of course, the people that uh, he's leading and and looking after, they're not too happy about this. They're actually quite frustrated that somebody that's not a Babylonian is actually leading their people. And so they're trying to find ways to actually come against Daniel. And they come up with this great plan. They say, hey, King Darius, we've got a great idea. What if uh, you made a decree that for the next 30 days, nobody can pray to anybody but you? And King Darius, obviously full of himself, goes, hey, this is a great idea. Well, of course we know, um, for those of us that have read the story, maybe you're tuning in and and you're not actually aware of the story yourself. Daniel just continues to pray. And that's where we pick up the story. It says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room, where maybe even some of you guys are watching right now in your upstairs room, where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went, the men that uh, had encouraged the king to to, to, um, make this decree, uh, went as a group. Uh, Always remember, even though this isn't totally related to what I'm going to speak on, but uh, uh, groups are cowardly. They'll come in a group to accuse you of something that you're actually not at fault for. Um, But it says that these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. They said, hey, King Darius, didn't you make this decree? King Darius obviously has to go through with it in order to um, follow through um, with the decree that he's put in place. And the penalty was to be thrown uh, into a Daniel's den. There we go. A lion's den. And so he throws Daniel in the lion's den. He doesn't really want to. He comes to see Daniel the next day, and Daniel is still living. In fact, the mouths of the lions have actually been shut. Um, King Darius takes Daniel out of the lion's den, and uh, he actually throws all those people, um, 120 of them, into the lion's den. And um, it's kind of gruesome. We're not going to get into that part today. 
Um, but it's amazing how Daniel was saved from the hands of these lions and ultimately the hands of captivity. Now listen, we've prayed a lot here today and I don't have too much time to share with you. So I'm just going to jump right into it. But today I want to talk on, uh, on, uh, on a topic and the title that I've given this talk for today is world, a world in exile. You see the Israelites during this time, they were in exile and the world that we find ourselves in today is, uh, is certainly not the same uh, that the Israelites found themselves in Babylon, but there are a lot of similarities. You see, the Israelites were in captivity and they found themselves in, exo- in exile from their homeland. You know, I wonder today if you feel like you're in exile a little bit. You might actually find yourself in your homeland. You might find yourself in your own house right now, but it's starting to feel like a trap. Uh, the regular drive to work and back, if you're still working, is starting to just feel too monotonous. You want to go stop at a at a, at, a, at a coffee shop and go in and enjoy yourself for a little bit and you can't feel you're doing that and you just feel trapped by everything around you. You know, I think there's some similarities we see in the story of Daniel that is actually quite similar to where we find ourselves today. Not only is that a similarity, but I notice in this, this story of Daniel that it's actually a, a time where um, the Israelites and Daniel specifically um, found himself in a lot of uncertainty and uh, unpredictability. You see, Daniel... Um, didn't really know what was going to happen the next day. I love the progression uh, to getting to Daniel 6. In Daniel 2, Daniel interprets the first king's dream. King Nebuchadnezzar loves Daniel for this. But in Daniel 3, uh, his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are thrown into the furnace for not obeying King Nebuchadnezzar. Right after they get saved from the furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar issues a decree for everybody to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But in Daniel 4, Daniel is brought before the king again to interpret his dreams. This time, it's King Nebuchadnezzar's son. But in Daniel 5, after he interprets uh, the writing on the wall for King Nebuchadnezzar's son, all of a sudden, he dies and King Darius comes along and he issues this decree that nobody prays except to him. We know the end of the story where King Darius now tells everybody to worship the God that Daniel... I mean, this is flip-flopping over and over and over again. There would have been no stability for a guy like Daniel. I remember back in uh, somewhere around 2011, 2012, the world wasn't worried about uh, COVID-19. The world was actually worried about something called H1N1. It's actually coincided with a year that I was taking off of uh, between high school and university where I was going to work in order to pay for the expensive college uh, uh, university that I was about to go to. And it wasn't too far into my time outside of high school that I actually myself came down with H1N1. I was, uh, some of you might know this story, but I was in my basement. And sorry, mom, you're watching right now, but I'm about to throw you under the bus. Um, I was watching, or I was, I was living in my room. Uh, I wasn't inter- interacting with anybody. The first day I was like, mom, I'm feeling so sick. And she's like, son, get over it. You're so dramatic. Day two, mom, I'm feeling so sick. And, and my mom's like, it's okay, son, just get over it. Like you, you, you're just a little bait. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. But, um, it was literally like the day, day five or day six, where all of a sudden my mom is like, maybe th- this, this kid is like actually kind of sick. And so she took me to the hospital. And immediately the hospital had to hook me up with two IVs because I was so dehydrated from, dehydrated from the swine flu. I was actually just, I, 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 was, I was so close to actually being completely dehydrated as an individual. 
And uh, I, I always, uh, I always point this back to my mom, you know, when I need something or, you know, need a little sympathy or maybe I don't feel like she's on my side. I'll be like, hey, remember that one time I had swine flu? And then of course, I always get, um, uh, you know, it, it, the conversation always turns. And I just remember, um, even during that time, taking that time off, I was meaning to save money. And yet in the entire time, I was just in uncertainty and unpredictability in my life. Listen, we live in a world that is experiencing this like crazy, but I think there's some lessons that we can uh, 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 find in the story of Daniel that can actually encourage us in this season. In, uh, in, in Daniel chapter six, verse 11, it says that these, um, these rulers that ruled under Daniel, they're about to inform King Darius of what Daniel was doing. They knew what he was up to. And it says that they came to Daniel in a group and they found him praying. This is a question that I want to ask you during this season. What is the world going to find you doing in this season of immense uncertainty and unpredictability? What is the world going to find you doing in this season? This is a question that every single one of us as Slate Church needs to answer because it can be so easy to think that, you know, we're just going to, you know, take some time off and, and binge all the shows that we want to see on Netflix. The amount of posts I've seen about what great shows are out there and all the rest. And those things aren't bad. But I wonder what the world is going to find you doing. I wonder what the world is going to find the church doing during this season. Many of you might not know, but one of our missions partners as a church is actually um, a, a, an organization called NLI Canada. NLI Canada and a guy named George Werner actually partner with Italians in planting churches. We've had this partnership with um, George and NLI for um, a little while now. And it's amazing because during the season where Italy is being hit harder than any other country in the world, in fact, they have half the amount of cases that China has, but now they have passed the death toll of China um, just yesterday. And so this previous um, connection that we had with Italy is actually paying dividends during this season. Uh, George is actually able to speak to a lot of the partners that uh, we have through him and NLI in Italy and follow up with the things that they're doing. You wouldn't believe what the church in Italy is doing right now. In fact, the church in Italy is actually coming alongside the people during this time, the Italian people, and they're, um, they're, they're providing uh, grocery runs, pharmacy runs. Um, one church in Italy that is partnered through NLI and connected to us is actually taking in the homeless and providing shelter and food and water and all the things that they need. In fact, another person that attends one of these churches, churches that we're partnered with um, one of the women there, she's a psychologist, and she led a gathering for 2,000 students in Italy, um, uh, helping them to navigate the mental health issues that they're going through during this time. And in, in the end, she basically just pointed all of these students back to Jesus as the only way to get through this season. Listen, that's incredible what the church in Italy is doing. And it's great that we get a partner with what the church is doing in Italy. But my question to us as Slate Church is what are we going to be found doing in this season? Are we going to be found serving our city? Are we going to be found uh, looking for ways to serve the people that are struggling with anxious thoughts in our city? What are we going to be found doing during this time? It says that in verse 11, that these men went as, uh, as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. Now, there's a bunch of leaders right now at Slate Church, and you're probably wondering, uh, what am I supposed to be doing during this season? Uh, maybe you're actually a volunteer or somebody that um, calls Slate Church home, and you're going, what do we do in this season? I've seen a little bit of purposelessness coming out of some of our team and some of our leaders, some of our volunteers during the season as we ask, well, I mean, I can't 
get ready for Sunday. What do I do during this season? You know, when we look at the life of Jesus, it's actually really interesting because based on our modern ideas of church, um, it doesn't look like he really did a whole lot either. When he leaves the earth, he doesn't leave his disciples with a multi-million dollar building. He doesn't leave them with this, um, with this, um, you know, growing budget and a bunch of staff and support staff to be able to continue on the mission. What does he do? He leaves them with a command, go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, Slate Church's mission hasn't changed. And guess what? The Great Commission hasn't changed. God is still looking for us to go out with the mission of Jesus, the Great Commission of Jesus, not the Great Suggestion of Jesus, the Great Commission of Jesus, and to go out and make disciples during this time. I wonder what it looks like for us to think, you know, what does this digital platform give us an opportunity to do as a church? I wonder if you would share this on social media. I wonder if you would share what uh, your church is doing, this local church is doing on social media. I wonder if you would reach out to friends and family wondering if they need anything. I wonder if you would uh, make random phone calls to people during the season and make sure everybody's doing okay. I wonder if you'd buy a gift card for somebody you know is in the, the helping profession or specifically the medical profession during this time just to bless them and thank them for the extra hard hours that they're going through during this time. What will you be found doing during this time? It's a really good question because as a church, I'm so glad that we're actually still doing and being the church. It's an incredible opportunity for us to not shut down church, but, to, but just to say the church was never Sundays to begin with, but we can actually continue just being the church together. You know, there's an amazing story that actually came out of this past week for us as a church. And, uh, you know, on a week to week basis, on a regular Sunday, we'll see between seven and 800 people come to our church. And that's phenomenal. Some of those are doubles, volunteers coming and everything else. I share this only to, to actually share something greater, which is um, going on digital doesn't, going digital as a church doesn't limit us as a church. It actually allows us to actually have an opportunity for growth during the season as a church. I want to share with you that this past week, um, because of your sharing and because of directing people to our church and still just being the church, uh, not only did we see uh, seven to 800 people gathering on a Sunday, but we actually saw, including connect groups and views on our YouTube page and all the ways that we track metrics, well over 1,100 people tuning in to our Sunday service. What an incredible thing that we get to be a part of during the season. But guess what? Being this church in the season is not only having an impact on Waterloo region, but there's people tuning around all over the world right now. Last week, somebody tuned in from Ghana, reached out to us through our connect card system online, which if you haven't filled one out, we would love to have you fill one out. Reached out, said we lo love the church, wanna get involved. Well, just this past week, he was actually in via Zoom, one of our connect groups and, and participating like a full-fledged member, member of our church. I wonder what the possibilities are for us as a church during the season. I wonder what the world will find us doing during the season. A few other things that I want to point out that we learned from uh, Daniel during this time is, uh, is, is in verse 10. It says that Daniel goes up into the upper room and he opens the windows towards Jerusalem. This is significant because Jerusalem was the hub of Israel where he was taken hostage and brought into Babylon. I want to ask you a question today. What will you be found remembering in this season? 
Are we going to remember the goodness of God that's always been there? Listen, this is the first worldwide pandemic in a modern society that we have experienced. Absolutely. But the world has actually gone through a lot of crazy things in the past. I mean, not too long ago, we had the Cold War. Not too long before that, we had things like the Vietnam War. Not long, too long before that, there was World War I and World War II. Not too long before that, in 1918, there was a virus that was also a pandemic that hit the whole world. During each of these times, the world continued because in the Bible that I read, and, and hopefully the Bible you're reading, it says that Christ will build his church. I wonder what you're going to be remembering during this season. I, remember, I, I wonder if you're going to remember that Jesus has always brought his church, his bride, through seasons like this and actually prepared them for what is to come next. Listen, this is, this is a, a, a crucial time for not, us not to ignore what's happening in the world, but rather to also, but to also remember what God is trying to do in our world today. God wants to move powerfully through you. God wants to move powerfully, even if you're on the other side of this right now, on the other side of this screen, and you're going, I don't even know God right now. Listen, I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, even if you're sitting alone right now and wondering what the world is going through and all the anxiousness and stress that you find yourself in. Don't give up. Believe that God still has something for you. Let me tell you the things that I remember God doing in my life that he is still showing up. I've spent some, some parts of this past week worrying about what this could mean over the long run financially for us and our family, what it could look like for the church. And you can, and you can uh, see yourself just kind of going into this place of skepticism and, and disbelief. But you know what I've had to remind myself this past week is that God has never given up on me. God has never given up on our family. God has never let us go with any type of want or, or, or need that we actually had as a family. And guess what? God's not going to let up on you. Are you going to be found remembering the goodness of God during the season? Are you, um, uh, in, in verse 10, uh, it also says that Daniel was praying three times a day. Three times a day. I wonder what you're going to be found repeating during this season. Listen, he was, uh, this edict that came out from King Darius said that you couldn't pray to anybody but King Darius for 30 days. Sounds a little bit like the timeline that is on us as a society right now. It could grow, but right now that's about the timeline that we're all kind of leaning into. Three times a day, Daniel would pray, and this was going to last 30 days. It means he had 90 moments where he was going to connect with God on a very deep level. For some of us, we've already had 90 moments today on Instagram. For some of us, we've already had 90 moments worrying in this past week. I encourage you to take every moment you can, stack them up on each other, allow moment to build on moment. I wonder what you'll be found repeating during this time that will actually contribute to building who you are by the time we find ourselves coming out of this thing. I really believe that the church of Jesus Christ can not only grow stronger during the season, but can actually come out of the season a lot stronger than what we came into it. You know, it's, it's um, exposing weaknesses in our church across North America. It's uh, exposing the things that we need to do better. It's exposing all of this, this different stuff. But one thing it's doing is not only exposing, but actually causing us to say, hey, we want to grow in that area. Let's grow in this area. Let's repeat, uh, uh, let, let's repeat the right things in this season so we actually find ourselves getting to the end of it um, a lot stronger than what we came in. Finally, I want to ask you one more thing. What will you be found saying in this season? You see in verse 11, when it says that, um, when it says that Daniel was, was praying, it says he was praying and asking God for help. Listen, there's a lot of different things that we can say in this season. There's a lot of things that we can 
contribute in this season. There's a lot of news out there to be repeated to our friends and family and coworkers and anybody who will listen on social media. There's a lot to be saying during this season. But what you're saying is probably a good indication of what's actually happening in, happening internally. Listen, let's grow as people of God during this time. Let's, let's be saying the right things, but let's also realize that this isn't a, a time to fake it till we make it. It's actually a time to continue to grow in holy habits as a church. I love at the end of this whole passage when King Darius is really regretting what he's done and he shows up at the lion's den and he pulls Daniel out of it. It says that Daniel is found without wounds. And I really believe that um, the church of Jesus Christ as we come out of this whole season can actually be a church that is found without wounds. It doesn't mean that you're, you haven't experienced something. Daniel still was thrown into a lion's den. Daniel still was um, targeted by a whole bunch of people that he led. Daniel was still um, uh, had his turn, uh, uh, the king's back turned on him during the season. All of that stuff still remained. I mean, he still went through something, but he didn't have the wounds to show it. You know, um, if anything, they were, they were scars, not open wounds. I, I wonder if as a church, as we just continue to, grow in Christ during the season. I wonder if there might just be a possibility of, of, of finding ourselves without wounds as a church, actually growing stronger during this season. We're really excited about everything that's happening. Every single person on the other side of this lens, you got to know that God loves you. God sees you. Whether you're worried about the world that we live in and, and the health pandemic, whether you're worried about your job or how you're going to meet bills or whatever else, there seems to be a lot of worry and anxiety and frustration in this season. But one thing that I continue to hear is that there's a lot of people that are actually reaching out um, to people in our church during the season saying, I just, I just need to experience your joy for just a moment. One situation that I heard of was somebody in our church, their boss actually took them aside and said, Hey, like, I just need to talk to you for five minutes. Just, I, I need to get around the joy that's inside of you. You know, that joy that's inside of you is actually the peace of Jesus that he can give each and every one of us as we experience stuff. So know that even if you're not worrying in this season, we have a world that finds itself in exile, finds itself in worry and desperately needs you as a church. Hey, I just want to leave you with some good news. It comes from an account on Instagram. He's got a whole bunch of sources that go along with this. But I want to leave you with some good news as we begin to end here. Uh, it's a guy named Dave, Dave Ramsey, uh, usually known for his financial advice to, um, to a lot of people. But he just posted this. He said, hey, here's some good news coming out of the season. China has already closed uh, all of their temporary coronavirus um, hospitals in Wuhan. They don't have enough new cases to support them. Another one, doctors in India have actually successfully treated an Italian COVID-19 patient. The combination of drugs used, and he, uh, and he lists them. This, this is something we might actually be able to use. Um, later on, it says, a 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for, 16, or for six days in Wuhan, China. It says that Apple has reopened 42 of its retail stores in China. Cleveland Clinic has developed a COVID-19 test that give result, gives results in hours, not days. Listen, amongst all the craziness that we're experiencing, God is still on the move. You got to know that no matter what we're going through, that we're going to, we're going to, we're actually going to, we're going to thrive in this season. We're going to come out of this season stronger than before. And I really believe that as you lean into God in this season, he's going to lean into you and continue to pour into you and continue to, to, to pour his spirit out on you. 
Um, uh, all we have to do is find ourselves in his presence. Hey, I want to ask a quick question as we end here today. If you're on the other side of the screen and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, maybe you just tuned in to this, uh, this online um, church service because you're, you're looking for hope in this season. Listen, what this doesn't mean for us as Christians is that we're removed from everything that's happening during this time of our world. But what it does mean is that God's going to be with us. Jesus is going to be with us during the season. If you're looking for a hope like that and you're wondering if maybe just God can, uh, can be with you, maybe, maybe, maybe God would accept you into his family. Um, I want to lead you in a prayer if that's you. So if you're on the other side of the screen right now and you're wondering uh, or, or wanting to make a decision to follow Jesus, all I'm going to ask is maybe just close your eyes to center in on, on, uh, on what he's doing in your heart and your soul right now. If you want to make that decision to, to follow Jesus, I'm just going to ask in your, inside of yourself, would you just, just make a decision and say, God, I want to follow you. Um, God, I want to receive the free gift of salvation. You know, Jesus died on a cross, um, not to create more expectation for you, but to pay the penalty of sin for you, to bring you back in a relationship with God. If that's something you want right now, just still in your heart, say, God, hey, I want to accept you. I'm going to say a prayer for you if that was you. And uh, after I'm done speaking here, um, I believe it's Pastor Emma that's going to be back uh, leading you in some next steps that you can take as you've made this decision. But I want to pray for you real quick. Jesus, you see everybody that's made a decision to follow you on the other side of the screen right now. God, help them to know it's not foolish to make a decision in a room by themselves or maybe in a room with others. Um, over, uh, over YouTube, but God, actually, that's a very significant thing for them to do. God, I pray that your spirit would be with them through the season we find ourselves in as a world. And God, I pray that uh, they would know that this is the best decision that they could ever make. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, why don't we pray one more time for all of us? Maybe we made a decision to follow Jesus, but during this season, um, you just find yourself going through a lot, and maybe you needed these reminders yourself. Um, to, to, to be um, found uh, doing uh, the right things, to be found repeating the right things, to be found uh, saying the right things, and ultimately just to be found in the presence of God. Let's pray one more time. God, thank you that we can continue to be the church in this season. Thank you that um, while this has surprised our entire world, you're not surprised by these kind of things. Um, you're not fond of them either. You, you, your ultimate desire is that they wouldn't happen. But God, during a season like this, um, I just thank you that you know what's happening. You know what's going on. You are in control. I thank you that we don't have to worry as those that don't have a hope, but we can come to you through prayer, knowing that you are in control. God, comfort our weary souls here today as we continue to lean and press into you. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, church. Thanks for a great time together this morning, or perhaps it's the afternoon, or perhaps it's not even the, the day that we aired this, but you're tuning in later in the week. We just ask that you continue to share. Who knows? There might be more stories worldwide that come out of this, but ultimately, um, we just want God to continue to move in our region and in our nation and in our province. Um, please continue to share. Be blessed. We love you. Thank you so much. 
What a great message we just heard from Pastor Brandon. Listen, if you are one of those people who just a moment ago made a decision to follow Jesus, we just wanna say that that is truly the best decision you could ever make. And as much as that is a decision that you made on your own right now, it's really not a decision that's meant to be lived out privately. We wanna come alongside you, we wanna resource you in whatever way we can. So if you made that decision, I just wanna encourage you to go on to slatechurch.com connect Fill out our digital connect card and we will be in touch with you this week. Well, listen, church, just wanted to quickly highlight before we closed off here today that if you're wondering how can I get involved, how can I help, how can I be present during this time, our City Impact team is currently looking at ways that we can still help our community while following the regulations that are put in place by our government right now. So if you want more information about that, how you can get involved, how you can be a part of that, check out social media, go to our website, find out more information there because we want to make sure that we are still serving during this time. Listen, what an awesome day in church. What an awesome day joining together here. Uh, I'm going to pray quickly and we're going to go out of here and have an awesome week. Jesus, thank you for this time together. Thank you that your church is alive and well. Thank you that you are in control. We trust you, God. We look to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, church. Hey families, Mark and Jared here. Yeah! Uh, we really hope that you guys as a family have enjoyed coming together in this online version of Slate Church. Right now we're gonna go into some content for the kiddos. Yeah, so during this season we really wanna make it accessible for you and your families. We're, we're still thinking about you guys and we want you guys to still be doing the kids curriculum um, at home. Yeah, so in the link to this of this video down below, you're going to find a link to the Slate Kids content on our website. In there, you'll find a video with the Bible verse for the new series, a Bible story, as well as a magic show. We've also added some discussion questions, as well as a craft idea for you guys to do at home. Awesome. Love you guys, and have a great week.